Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Would you please stand for our scripture reading for this morning, a smattering of scriptures coming to you. And Moses entered within the cloud and went up the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights from Exodus. And the Lord's wrath flared against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness 40 years until all the generation that had done evil in the eyes of the Lord came to an end from Numbers. And the rain was over the earth 40 days and 40 nights, Genesis And the Philistine came forward morning and evening and took his stand 40 days from 1 Samuel. And Elijah rose and ate and drank and walked in the strength of that eating 40 days and 40 nights as far as the mountain of God, Horeb, 1 Kings. And finally, and after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was hungry from Matthew. Thanks. You can be seated. Uh, This is 40 years in pandemic or a chirology of your life, or a venture in the slipstream. Remember last April? I said that weird. Remember last April? Remember early pandemic in the spring weather, just back from spring break, when time had melted away and you didn't know what day it was for days on end? Remember when the world came to a standstill and we passed our days going for walks and our evenings huddled up in our houses? My family and I made popcorn and listened every night at 7.30 to Andrew Peterson uh, read us Wingfeather from his fireside. Uh, and we, every single day, we took our time and we cooked together every evening. Collectively, back then, we may have been disconnected from our communities, but as we saw all our appointments and obligations melt away, there was, there was something new and strange in the air. I mean, I must have said or heard, this is just a weird time, like a thousand times in April 2020. I laugh now when I read this line that I wrote, quote, here we are now in the second week. Any day now, the novelty of the quarantine of living life online at home will wear off. Keeping up with others' quarantine experiences or catching up on shows will get old. So far, so true. Uh, But then I go on. And maybe for some of us, it will be this week that it begins to set in that this period of quarantine may actually last a while. That a month of being socially distanced might end up feeling a lot longer than we were prepared for. End quote. A month of being socially distanced. We are now finishing month 11. How's that going? Many of us are hitting bottom, if we haven't already. Motivation for class, the spark to be creative and productive for schoolwork, the sense of satisfaction and even just realness about the whole university enterprise. Uh, For many of us, all of that has disappeared. And maybe that's because it's been almost a year. Maybe it's that winter was hard. But I wonder, is it, is it maybe also this? 
While we go on experiencing pandemic kinds of disconnection from our communities and disruption of our social rhythms, we've nevertheless had to add back in all those old obligations and appointments as if we weren't in pandemic. Is it that we have to still plow ahead with learning our majors and racking up credits for graduation, but mostly in these virtual settings that they just they typically don't have the same dynamic or support or energy that we benefited so much from before? When the weird times first started, I was having thoughts about time. The Bible has uh, two words for time in the Greek, chronos and kairos. Kronos, I'm going to take you to school here for a second. Kronos is what we measure by the clock and the calendar. It's determined by things in space. Days by how long it takes the earth to rotate on its axis. Months by how long it takes the moon to go through its phases. Years by how long it takes the earth to trip around the sun. This is how we primarily experience and think of time. And by the way, just does it strike anyone else as somewhat strange that at a very deeply ingrained level like so deeply ingrained that we can't even imagine another way, uh, the way we make sense of and order our lives is simply a product of planetary motion. Talk to me about that sometime. Kairos, on the other hand, is not so much measured by a clock as it is marked by a quality. So, so when we say it was a weird time or it was a depressing season, we're talking about Kairos. It doesn't matter if it was 26 days or 274 days. The duration was as long as we got whatever sense or feeling or experience we did from it. And the thing about the duration of Kairos sorts of moments is that the passage of time, it, it sort of dilates in them. It's not static. It, it stretches out or it compresses down. So like a Kairos season of depression might have only been seven Kronos days. It might have only been a week, but it might still have felt like it was a year, like it just went on forever. So Kronos is moved by the clock and tracks the movement of the planets, where Kairos is moved by the spirit, and it tracks the movement of life. So uh, if that's still not clear, here are some other quick examples to try to articulate the difference, okay? Kronos, a minute, a time, uh, the time that a movie starts. It starts at 11.30. Kairos, a moment, the time to finally say, I'm sorry. There's no calendar or alarm for that. It's just when you feel that it's finally time, maybe before you weren't ready, but now you know it's time to say, I'm sorry. That's Kairos. Uh, Kronos, you eat because your 1130 class just ended and your next one is at 1.30, so you got to eat now. Kairos, you eat because you and your wife are with your closest friends celebrating the 10 years of marriage they've helped you to thrive in. This is the fitting thing for this moment. Uh, Kronos, you're at work at the office or in uh, your, your room at your desk, counting down the hours until 5 o'clock. Kairos, you're working, but your deepest self is engaged in this good task when you suddenly look up and realize that it's been dark outside for who knows how long, uh, and you take a deep breath. Kronos, Jesus died in the year 30 AD, after however many thousands of trips around the sun for the earth. Kairos, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly, which is not about how many trips we had made around the sun. It's not like God was counting down. He's like, okay, like 5,998, 5,999, 6,000. Now it's time for Christ to die. No, no, no. There's something more deeply mysterious about when it was time for him to die. Just the right time. Okay. 
So if you take a second to think about the way that you order and live your life, which kind of time would you say you are most familiar with? Which do you mostly tend to think in? Or which do you mostly tend to live by? And I would bet that it's the same for you as it is for me, chronos time. And, and hear me, this sort of time, it's essential, it's helpful, it can be very good. But I wonder if we, uh, if we suffer from a one-dimensional imagination about time. And what, what I mean is, without thinking about it, almost automatically, almost everything that I do feels like it's driven by and subject to a schedule that is parceled out in days on a calendar or hours and minutes on a clock. Like, do, do you feel me? Do you hear me? I have to leave this very important conversation because, well, it's 3.30 and that's when the next thing's slated to happen, so I've got to go. Or... I've got to record this sermon because it's Saturday at 11 p.m., uh, not necessarily because it's complete. Kronos, it, it always makes me think of the next thing that I have to get done. I'm just being pushed along. Uh, it makes me think of how to divide up a day in order to get the most crammed into it, of how all these different colored boxes on my Google Calendar are going to play nicely together. Essentially, Kronos has me living either in the past or in the future, uh, but it makes it very hard to live in the right now. Kronos is very good at structure, however arbitrary that structure may be, and it's good at efficiency and productivity, but by itself, it's very poor at perception, at wise living from deep places, at the things that require attentiveness and slowness and our whole selves. So if, if we think of time as water... Living in Kronos often feels like rafting down a river. You're constantly in motion. The water has no meaning other than to get you somewhere, just pushing you. But living in Kairos is like walking down to the lake at the first hour of the day when the water is perfectly still and you can peer down into it. With Kairos, you can almost step outside of time to see the deeper meaning of the events of it. This is what happens when you reflect on your life. But with Kronos, you're just, you're just carried along. Again, not, not bad, just different and potentially deficient if that's all we ever pay attention to or live by. And all this makes me think that one can be very good at navigating a Kronos world. Maybe you move from one colored box to the next with grace, and yet still feel uh, you can be very bad at navigating the deeper things of life, those moments that are pregnant with meaning. If there's one thing Truman students often remark they need more of, uh, it's time. I need more time. If I could just slow down the Earth's rotation and add a few more grid lines to my daily calendar, if I could just squeeze in a few more colored boxes, if the day took 26 instead of 24 hours, uh, then I could breathe. But, but I wonder, what if what we really need is not more Kronos slices of the pie on the clock, uh, but rather, what we need is to learn to live in and understand a different sort of time altogether. A again, we, we should and we must, whether we like it or not, continue living in Kronos time as certainly as the earth goes around the sun. But what if we're so totally and consciously just given over to it without really asking how to rightly live by it that Kronos, the calendar, the clock has become the sort of tyrant or even a pharaoh to us. What if what was happening all those months ago in quarantine, uh, way back in April 2020, was that 
like after endless semesters of ceaseless busyness and a refusal to rest on our part, God was graciously forcing us into the thing we wanted but wouldn't take or didn't know how to take for ourselves. Like, what if we were being liberated and given every opportunity to learn to live in Kairos time as naturally as we've lived in Kronos time? And I wonder, did we learn that? Can we still, even with all the grid lines now filled back in, do we still have a chance to learn that before this is all over? And also, what does any of this have to do with Exodus? Well, I'm glad you asked. Everyone knows the Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. Uh, but, but now that we have a different understanding of time, maybe, we, we get to ask, is that 40 chronological years or 40 chirological years? There's a new word for you. Like, are we talking about trips around the sun here when we read they went for 40 years? Or are we talking about a season that was defined not by its duration, but by its meaning, by its significance? It could be both. But just consider the fruit that kind of comes from thinking in each. So if we just consider their wandering purely chronologically, uh, we think things like, geez, that's lots of trips around the sun. Like, how does desert wandering for 40 trips around the sun with that many people work even at a logistical level, like food and water and uh, carrying those heavy stone tablets around? Uh, and also, how many miles could you travel in 40 trips around the sun with that many people, uh, if maybe you spread them out even? And how by then could you not, even just by sheer mathematical inevitability, at some point eventually have stumbled upon the place that you were looking for? Uh, and how am I supposed to relate to that story anyway? Like, I've only been alive for half that many trips around the sun, and I've never even seen a desert, so how does this relate to me? Good point, in that sense. Uh, it, it might not, and maybe you're not. Chirologically, though, the time in the desert, uh, it, it becomes a season with a specific meaning or purpose, and that's represented, actually, by a number. This number clues us into what it's about. The very number... Uh, that often signaled this particular kind of Kairos time and many other Bible stories. So the number is 40. And it's a number in the Bible that over and over points to this. A time of transition where God is growing you from one thing into another, uh, preparing you to do or become something that you weren't ready for before. And also this, this time... This 40 time is often difficult, it's challenging. So some examples. Before, Israel is a nation of slaves. But then Moses goes up on the mountain for 40 days and nights, comes down with the law, the covenant is made, and now on the other side, the people are a nation of priests. Or before, they're a stiff-necked, idol-worshiping people. But then they wander for 40 years, and now on the other side, they are ready to inherit the promised land. Uh, or in Genesis. So before the Noah story, every intention of the thought of the heart of the whole world is only evil all the time. But then it floods for 40 days and nights. And now on the other side, the whole world is, it's like cleansed and it's ready to be created all over again. Or uh, in Samuel. So before David, King David, he's this little shepherd boy, and he's passed on by everyone who even thinks to look sideways at him. Uh, but then Goliath comes out and taunts the people for 40 days. And now on the other side, David is this warrior uh, who declares, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? 
uh, or, or in Kings, you know, Elijah. So before, perhaps riding the high of the fire coming down from heaven, maybe a little full of himself. Do you know the end of that story? Elijah goes and slaughters all the priests of Baal after his big win, though God certainly did not tell him to do that. Uh, but then he goes 40 days on this journey to the mountain of God. And now on the other side of that 40 days, we have Elijah humbled, uh, ready to hear that God is not in the fire, but actually in the whisper. Or in Matthew, uh, finally, before Jesus, he lives in relative obscurity and seclusion. Like this is right at the beginning of the Gospels. We don't know much before this. Then he goes to the desert 40 days to survive the temptation. And now on the other side, uh, he immediately commences his ministry announcing the kingdom of God. Chronological, chirological in all those cases. 40, what do you think? How about your own life? Before, you were something, one thing. Then, no matter how long it lasted, you lived 40 minutes or 40 days or 40 years in this difficult time of change and transition. And then on the other side, you saw that God had made you into something new. Here's my point. What if we need to change from thinking of pandemic chronologically, marveling just at how unexpectedly long it's gone on, wondering exactly when it's going to be over, to thinking of pandemic chirologically, considering what it might mean for God to be using this to bring about something new in us, to make us ready for something we couldn't have been ready for before, or to graciously transform us into something we couldn't have been before. The danger of only being able to conceive of this season chronologically, if we spend all our time just waiting for it to end so we can get back to how things were before, or if we take this weird time and cram it too forcefully into something more normal as far as time commitments go, we're filling up those calendars again, uh, the danger there is that we're going to end up missing the deeper purpose here, which might be for us to not go back to how things were before, but to move us on towards something holy and new. Like what if we're meant to look back on this pandemic and say uh, it lasted for 40 years or 40 days and 40 nights, but before we were a nation of slaves or we were a corrupt generation or we simply weren't ready for the ministry of Jesus' kingdom, but now we are uh, a nation of priests or this cleansed people recreated or finally uh, we are following in the trail of his dust. I know, I know this time is hard. Hear me, I do. Uh, these, these periods of time uh, marked by 40 often are. But if, if we can keep our eyes on him, if we can keep faithfully walking after him and asking to, to see into this time as he does, if we refuse to give in by either just sitting on our hands waiting for it all to be over or by turning this weird time into some twisted version of normal by just converting it all back to a matter of ticking off the hours and minutes, then, then I think he, he, he may, he will even bring us out. Perhaps a little more of the people who are ready to enter his promise uh, to walk in his dust. And so now... May we do just that, and, and may he enlarge our imaginations to see just what sort of time we're in, and may we yield to his recreating work in us in this difficult time, 
And, and may we know that the time for salvation is coming uh, just as it already is here. Amen.